Welcome to OOD Works, the podcast, a show about unique individuals and the services provided by Opportunities for Ohioans with Disabilities, the state agency that helps individuals with disabilities find a job and be more independent. Here's your host, Kim Jump. Opportunities for Ohioans with Disabilities Division of Disability Determination in agreement with the Social Security Administration, determines medical eligibility for Ohioans who apply for Social Security Disability Benefits. Division of Disability Determination, or DDD as we call it, is a federally uh, regulated program and receives 100% of its funding from the SSA. And under SSA, disability is based on an individual's inability to work. Our agency, OOD, also offers vocational rehabilitation services for those who have a disability and want to work. For those who cannot work, disability benefits are a possibility. In this episode of OOD Works podcast, I am joined by staff with the Social Security Administration to learn about the 2023 updates related to disability benefits. So we are joined by Brandon Smith, Public Affairs Specialist with the Social Security Administration out of Cleveland, and Robert Fenn, Public Affairs Specialist with the Social Security Administration based out of um, Akron. So I'd love to welcome you back to the show, Brandon and Robert. I want to encourage our listeners, if they haven't listened um, to some of the prior episodes, to be sure to catch episode 26. Uh, 27, rather, to understand all things Social Security disability benefits that you covered. It's really a great starting place for those that are really new to this information. And in today's episode, we're really just talking about the updates and changes that come with the 2023 Social Security disability benefits. So welcome, Brandon and Robert. Hey, hello there. Thank you so much for having us. Thank you. Absolutely. I mean, it's big news that is out at the time of this recording, um, October of 2022. It was all over the headlines, um, at least for a few days. And that is that there is a historic cost of a living cost of living adjustment, COLA. So tell us about that. Sure. And and like you said, um, there is going to be a large increase for about 70 million individuals that are receiving social security and supplemental security income benefits it's going to add cola that cost living adjustment mm-hmm. is going to be 8.7% going into 2023 uh, individuals that receive supplemental security income of which there're about you know more than 7 million people they'll see that increase in their December 30th check uh, individuals that receive social security benefits will see that uh, increase in their benefits starting with January of 2023 uh, real briefly, because I know some of the people hear the word COLA and they're not always mm-hmm. uh, fully clear about what it means. So the COLA or cost of living adjustment, the purpose of it is to ensure that the purchasing power of Social Security and supplemental security income benefits are not eroded by inflation. It's going to be based on the percentage increase of something called the Consumer Price Index for urban wage earners and clerical workers or CPIW from the third quarter of the last year that there was a COLA determined uh, through the third quarter of the current year. If there's no increase, there's no COLA. Now that consumer price index for uh, clerical workers and urban wage earners, that is determined by the Bureau of Labor Statistics and the Department of Labor. By law, that is the official measure used by the Social Security Administration to calculate COLAs. 
And this is the largest COLA increase in four plus decades. So interesting. So SSA already has their formula, but they really rely on the Department of Labor to figure out um, the COLA. So that's really great to know. And I know that inflation word has certainly, it's impacted everybody. So it would make sense that Social Security would take a look at this for people that are um, receiving benefits. What is credit of coverage and has that been changed with this COLA? Yeah, so when it comes to a person applying for benefits under Social Security, primarily retirement benefits, disability benefits, where you are applying for benefits based on your own work record, a person has to have a a certain number of quarters of coverage or credits to be eligible for those benefits. It's it's essentially a, a unit of work that you need to have obtained to potentially be eligible for said benefits. Um, in 2022, credit of coverage is $1,510. You can earn up to four credits per year. So in 2022, that'd be $6,040. That amount is going up next year in uh, 2023 to $1,640 for a credit. Once again, you can earn up to four credits per year. So in 2023, for four credits, a person needs to earn $6,560. Brandon, what about the maximum taxable amount? Sure. And some of this may be uh, new to individuals, but there's sort of a combined tax rate when it comes to Social Security and Medicare. Uh, It's a combined 7.65% tax rate, but the Social Security portion is uh, 6.2%. But that only goes up to uh, a certain maximum taxable amounts. So in 2022, the maximum taxable amount that a person would potentially have to pay the 6.2% for Social Security benefits, uh, benefit you know eligibility paying into the system, uh, is one thousand is 147 thousand dollars. That's 147 thousand in 2022. Like the theme of today's program, that it, that number is going to go up next year in 2023. To one hundred and sixty thousand two hundred dollars. So, uh, one hundred sixty thousand two hundred dollars is the maximum taxable amount for Social Security in twenty twenty three. Okay, great, Robert. I'm going to direct this one to you. How about for individuals who are in, in employment and they're collecting Social Security um, benefits? Are there changes to benefits based on how much you're earning in a job? Yes, and I'm glad you asked it that way, Kim, because it's important to many individuals who are receiving Social Security benefits, term we use as beneficiaries or customers. Um, One of the things that they're concerned with is their ability to work and still be able to receive that benefit. And just so you understand, um, for those who are listening to us, Mr. Smith, Brandon was speaking of individuals, how they become eligible for those benefits and what those dollar amounts would be for a credit. What I'm referring to is those dollar amounts that when an individual is working and receiving a Social Security disability payment, what changes took place because of that COLA. So in 2022, there's something we call SGA, Substantial Gainful Activity. This is the dollar amount in which Social Security uses as to gauge your financial ability to continue to work and receive a benefit. In 2022, that dollar amount is $1,350. But next year, that amount is going up to $1,470, that SGA. The reason um, that I like to state that and the importance is too many times individuals think 
they cannot file for those benefits if they're working. What is that dollar amount in 2023, $1,470 that we're going to use to gauge whether or not we can uh, continue the process of your application for Social Security disability benefits? If the individual is blind, those numbers are increased. In 2022, it goes from $2,260, $2,260 to next year in 2023, $2,460. And that's definitely a lot of twos in all, in, in all this, in the years and the dollar amounts. So last year and this year, 2022 is $2,260. Next year is $2,460. So it's an increase of $200 for individuals blind. And another individual uh, or that may be thinking about working or continuing to work, another effect of that cost of living adjustment is to what we call the trial work period. A trial work period allows an individual uh, to kind of test the waters to get back into the workforce. And it's a work incentive, which allows Social Security to say, all right, we understand that you're working because you've reported it to us. And we're going to allow you to have that opportunity to see, is this an opportunity that you want to have to continue for And so we have a dollar amount that we gauge that with. In 2022, that dollar amount is $970 gross per month. Next year, that amount is going up to $1,050 gross per month. And then, of course, there will be another podcast that we can talk about that work incentive. But these are uh, some things that the public really would like to know and be aware of to determine whether or not that's an opportunity you'd like to, uh, to, to pursue. Yeah, that would be great for a future episode to talk about in depth on work incentives. I love that idea. I know just for our listeners' benefit, for those that are interested in, in working and figuring out a balance to be able to maintain benefits, we are able to offer some services, some counseling around that, but that would be a great um, future episode. So thank you for pointing that out. How about for individuals in employment and collecting Social Security benefits? Are there changes to benefits based on how much you earn? Yeah, so when we talk about retirement benefits, spousal benefits, survivor benefits, a person can still be employed and collect you know, these payments. There is a limit to how much a person can work and earn and receive benefits until that individual reaches whatever their personal full retirement age might be. So in 2022, someone that's under their full retirement age, the allowable limit of how much they could work and earn if they plan on working the entire year, about 19560 That amount is going up for 2023 to $21,240. So listeners that will not reach their full retirement age in 2023, if they're going to work the entire year, they can make up to $21,240 and still receive all of their their benefits. Once again, retirement, spousal, survivor. For every $2 they would make above that limit, we'd hold back a dollar in benefits. Now, once a person reaches their full retirement age, there's no longer a limit to how much they can work and earn and receive benefits. But we do need to know how much money they plan on making in that calendar year before they reach that full retirement age. So for someone that's reaching their full retirement age in 2022, the allowable limit is 51960 For individuals that will be reaching their full retirement age in 2023, that amount is going up to 56520 Now, that's only for the months in that year 
before they reach their full retirement age. And if individuals make above those amounts, for every $3, they make above those limits. We hold back a dollar in benefits. Robert, to continue receiving disability benefits, a person must not be engaging in what's known as substantial gainful activity, SGA. Can you explain more about this and then what has changed for 2023? Mm -hmm. So what would take place, and I like to bring in the real world scenario, is that if an individual is receiving their Social Security disability payments and And so there's a difference between SSI, Supplemental Security Income, and Social Security Disability. And so when an individual is receiving Social Security Disability, it was based upon the FICA tax and those credits um, that Brandon had spoke of earlier, that if a person is receiving those payments, we will then allow them to have that opportunity to go back to work. And so once that person decides to go back to work, they are to report those uh, earnings that they're making to Social Security, we put it into our system, they report it in which they can use um, the My Social Security account, that's my shameless plug, they can register for a My Social Security account, and then they can add their wages through there, and then we'll look at their gross amounts. And long as they're working, we're gonna give them uh, so many months, nine months to be exact, for them to get back into uh, the workforce to test the waters again to see if this is which uh, opportunity that they want to seek. If that person is making those dollar amounts, um, and I repeat those amounts, um, in 2022, those dollar amounts are $1,350, but next year it's going to increase by $120. And so if you break that $120 amount, that could definitely uh, be gas, even though I know gas may go up a lot more than that, <laughs> but it, it definitely can cover an individual. So in 2020. Uh, three, that dollar amount is going to be $1,470 gross, $1,470. Uh, something I should add, because I just mentioned about the Social Security disability. Mm-hmm. I also have to mention the SSI portion that Mr. Smith um, had spoke of at the beginning of, uh, of our podcast here, that the SSI benefit is also affected by that COLA. So in 2022, uh, individuals are receiving a full amount potential amount is $841. That amount is going to increase next year to $914. Now, both of those, uh, the years of this year and next year, if someone's receiving an SSI payment around 7 million individuals, that payment is subject to their living arrangement. That payment is subject to their earnings. So it's different uh, in terms of how it will be affected if they are working. And it, uh, so that's something that we would have to, again, have another podcast to break that down. Uh, but again, that new amount for the SSI payment will be $914. There is something specifically for students. So when it comes to an individual that's receiving SSI and they're a student, um, they can make a little bit more money and still potentially hold on to their SSI eligibility. We call it the SSI student earned income exclusion. So if you're on SSI, and I believe if you've got to be under the age of 22, if you're a student uh, in 2022, the limit as far as how much you could work and earn per month without it impacting your SSI was $2,040. That's going up to $2,220 in 2023. If we're looking at the entire year, the annual limit for SSI individuals that are also students of a certain age 
the limit for the year for us to exclude or not count their income. 2022 is $8,230. That's going up to $8,950. So especially with SSI, since it is a needs-based program, we want to make sure that listeners or advocates or individuals that assist people uh, that may be collecting SSI benefits, you got to report your wages. You got to make sure that that timely information is submitted to Social Security because, you know, with the needs-based program, uh, fluctuation in assets and income and, and resources can affect the amount of a person's payment. Thanks for explaining that. Um, knowing that your agency has increased its foot traffic now for the general public with things opening back up um, after the pandemic, um, is there a best way at this point to reach the Social Security Administration? Yes, great question. As you stated, uh, since April 7th, our office has uh, uh, the uh, opportunity, permission to have more individuals visiting our office in person. Now, of course, during the height of the pandemic, individuals could always contact us via our website, socialsecurity.gov, calling our 800 number, 1-800-772-1213. Those services are still there, viable, safe, and we encourage everyone to follow up and use those sources. You can go to your local Social Security office. You can go to our website, socialsecurity.gov, go to the bottom of the screen, and you can look for the option of locating us. You type in your zip code, and it will give you the nearest office uh, for you to visit. And with that being said, uh, individual, if you're visiting loved ones in Florida and California, Texas, whatever, you can go to any office to inquire any questions that you may have. But if you're looking for your local office, you go to our Social Security website, type in the locator or click on the locator, put in your zip code. We do encourage individuals, if you're trying to reach us and you have questions and concerns or something that needs to be addressed, call first, set up an appointment. Our suggestion is that you will talk to us later in the day because you can reach us from 8 to 5 via the 800 number that I mentioned. But we found that there are, there's an increase of your chances of reaching us timely. Um, when I say timely, yes, there could be some times for you to hold. But if you're looking to lessen that amount of time that you're on hold, it will be after 10 a.m. So it's later in the day, later in the week, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and later in the month after the 15th or so for that radio to reach us. And then again, if you're looking to contact us, maybe you're looking to Replace your Social Security card on our website, socialsecurity.gov. We have uh, what I'm going to call a template where you can fill out. And when you hit the enter button, it'll give you a confirmation number. That confirmation number is what you can use when you go to the office to help speed up that time for you waiting in the lobby. Because we'll be able to pull that information in, verify your ID, uh, which you can also, if it uh, did not work through using your My Social Security account, where you can get that Social Security card replaced. But if that, that did not work, you would have that option. Um, so that way we can speed that up. In all cases, though, we ask that you do call us. Call 800-772-1213 first and see if we can handle the issue via the phone and or if need be, make you an appointment. Great tips. Thank you. 
As public affairs specialist, what's on your radar right now? Yeah, I'll jump into it real quick. Um, you know, one of the things that we're continuing to do as we you know, navigate the the new reality is just to make sure that we continue to find ways to reach the public to explain um, about our benefits and services. Uh, we want to make sure that all communities um, across the, the spectrum have access to clear, concise, and accurate information regarding Social Security. We want to make sure that the public is aware ahead of time of what information they would need to know when they decide to apply for benefits. So, you know, just continuing to encourage those to, uh, you know, make sure you know what your Social Security card is, make sure you know what your Social Security number is, have all your documentation readily available, be it marriage certificates, divorce decrees, uh, you know, DD-214s if you were a, a veteran. We, you know, Rob and I, we're, you know, we're lucky to be able to have these positions where we can talk to people like you and other people in the community. And it's really just giving them, you know, information neutral as it might be so that whenever they decide to take their benefits, they have, um, you know, as much information as possible to hopefully make an informed decision. Very helpful. Robert, anything you would add to what Brandon shared that's maybe on your radar? Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I... We would be remiss if I didn't say on our website, socialcreditor.gov, there is an ask, ask for the speaker option. You could enter uh, the information if you are an employer, an agency, church, synagogue, doesn't matter. And you can set up an event uh, for us to via MS Teams. Zoom, those types of platforms, or in person, possibly, we can come out and give this information so that way you, your customers, and beneficiaries are properly educated. Because as we all know, there's a lot of information out there, and we want to make sure that everyone receives the accurate and you know correct information, which leads me to this point. Please be aware that there are scams out there. There are individuals looking to pose or posing as government agencies. Social Security will never call to threaten any individual um, or in, to try to encourage or coerce that person to place their monies or direct monies onto a gift card. That is not something that Social Security will do. We will encourage you to go to our website. We have it up on our banner. If someone contacts you, you receive a phone call or some letter or maybe even in person, and you need to report that, that will be to oig.ssa.gov, oig, Office of Inspector General, .ssa, Social Security Administration, .gov, G-O-V, and to report that. They're looking for any of the information that you can um, provide to them, whether it's the time they call, the voice, any of those recognitions. I say all of that is that Social Security, we're still here to help and provide information for you. And Brandon and, and I will be more than happy to give one of those presentations. Brandon does more smiling than I do, but you will love the smiles nonetheless. And uh, and we look forward to uh, providing uh, in this information all through 2023. Great, you guys provide a, a great service. It's so helpful to be able to get the correct, the up-to-date, information directly from the source. I really appreciate the service that you provide. Thank you. We thank you for this opportunity. Appreciate it. A transcript of today's episode is available at ood.ohio.gov forward slash podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a rating and review. 
We're on social media at Ohio OOD. Do you have a disability? Do you want a job? We can help. OODWorks.com. 